Well, hello and welcome to the Wednesday Word, the Desert Spring Church podcast brought to you from Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, We are in the middle of our Advent season and uh, due to sicknesses and whatnot, we're going a little bit out of order, but that's okay. Today we're going to be talking about peace. Um, So I'm excited to have two guests with us today. Uh, I'm going to let them introduce themselves, starting with uh, Brenda. And Brenda, if you could introduce yourself and just talk a little bit about uh, your life here at Desert Spring Church, where you are coming from at this very moment. <laughs> um, my name is Brenda Burrell-Hair. Um, I'm at church right now. I work in the office. Um, I do worship stuff. I've been here for 15 and a half years. Awesome. Thank you. And then Anne, who serves on staff here. Hi, good morning. Uh, My name is Anne Hardy. I'm the outreach director for Desert Spring. Uh, It's my pleasure to perform a lot of roles within the church. Um, But my main uh, main roles that you might know me from are our uh, online worship host um, and uh, community group host. Um, and I really enjoy both of those. I'm usually uh, the one who is contacting you when you get texts from the church. Um, and so I, I do have um, have some um, contact with the church, even though I work from home mostly. Um, and I think Brenda was being very modest yep. <laughs> uh, because she carries several large responsibilities in the church office as a volunteer. And we appreciate her. And she's so reliable. If you give it to Brenda, it'll be done. And so I really appreciate. She's also the recording secretary for church council and doing a great job with that. So modest Brenda needs a little shout out. Yep. Various duties that are not assigned that she assigned herself. Right. Thank you. Wonderful. And my name is Julie Hart. I serve as the director of connectional ministries here at Desert Spring. I'm in my 11th here at uh, 11th year here at the church. So, um, so I'm excited because I I get to connect uh, in all sorts of different ways. And so, if you come on a Sunday morning, you will find me. Most likely standing actually next to Brenda at a, <laughs> in the lobby. So, well, welcome. We're so glad that you can both be here um, today. Yeah, in the Christmas story that we read about in the book of Luke, angels appear to the shepherd and pro- proclaim peace on earth. So, today we're talking about peace on earth, uh, and it's on our Christmas cards, it's in the songs we sing. But, what is your idea? I will of what peace on earth looks like? It's a good question because in our world, um, you know, when you watch the news, you don't see a whole lot of peace being proclaimed in the world. Um, And uh, it's one of the um, fruits of the spirit. Mm -hmm. So God expects us to exhibit more and more peace uh, within our own lives. Um, and so a peace on earth, I, I've been giving this some thought since I found out I was um, going to be on the podcast and it, it's a, it's a difficult concept. Um, I doubt that when the angels proclaimed peace, um, 
you know, every, every war and strife stopped on the whole earth. Um, maybe it did. I'm, and I'm just ignorant of that, but it seems to be kind of an elusive goal. Um, especially when you're talking about peace on earth, the whole earth having peace um, is a, is a difficult, it's a large concept. And I think it's hard to kind of wrap our minds around that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And it's a time right now, we're at a time where um, we're just, every time we turn the TV on, it's, we're, it's not peace that we're seeing. And, and uh, no, no, nothing's peaceful. And, and which, you know, hurts your heart any time of the year, but especially this time of year, when, you know, as Christians, we are proclaiming peace on earth. Um, it, it's especially difficult to, to get all this bad news. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you, you talked about peace on earth and earth is big. Earth, earth feels like a lot. So my question is like, um, what, what do you do to help create peace maybe at home or at work or, or in your neighborhood or in your circles? What are some things, Brenda, that, that you do to try, try to create peace in your orbit where you spend well, time? I'm actually going through a transition right now to get yeah. peace in my life. It's a, my situation is very scary, overwhelming. And um, if I'm not happy in my home life, I can't be happy outside of my home life. You know, as Christians, we are expected to exhibit peace um, and and uh, have the fruit of the spirit of peace. And this isn't something that I normally concentrate on um, in my daily life. I do think about blessing others um, in my daily life. And maybe that's peacemaking in a way. Um, I think about blessing the people that I live with. I think about blessing the people that I work with, that I come in talk, contact with um, in my daily life. And so hopefully that translates as being a peacemaker um, and, and maybe smoothing, you know, the waters for the people around me a little bit more. Um, yeah. I I also pray. And um, when I think of peace, I think of um, people getting along um, with even with our significant disagreements and our significant um, uh, ways of seeing the world that are so different from each other. But um, agreeing to disagree and respecting other people um, in the midst of that and honoring that that there's a reason that they feel why they feel um and their perspective can be very different from ours so yeah. so it's a, it's a it's a tough concept um especially to bring it home and you know where does the rubber meet the road at, at home and at church yeah you make a really good point that peace is not we don't necessarily agree Peace doesn't mean that we all agree and that we all have the, you know, same ideas. And and sometimes people think that that, you know, if we're if we have different ideas or different opinions that we, you know, can't be at peace with each other. But I don't think that's true at all. I think I think it does come down to to respect, um, respecting, respecting each other and understanding we're all coming coming from a very different place. 
and and you know brenda you my my next question was that where do you feel at peace and i know you kind of talked about home and that's one thing i've always felt strongly about is that home should certainly be a place that should be your sanctuary where whatever's going on in the world at least you can feel at peace at home and and i know that that's not everybody's everybody's home is not a safe sanctuary for everyone where they feel that peace and I think that's hard because that's the place where you have to, you know, kind of get prepared to go back out into the world again and to conquer the world and and all the challenges and things that you have. And so I'm sorry that you have not felt that you have peace at home, um, because I think that's that really carries over into um, all aspects of your life. So you you talked about you're working towards that and you're you're currently getting into a different situation where you can have peace at home. Um, So what are your, you finally have taken a step. It's something that's been a long time coming for, for you to be able to find this peace. Yeah. Long long time coming, long time coming. It's finally everything's coming together and um, the support of this church and everybody involved has helped me get to that point. And at church, I am at peace here. I'm safe here. I know I'm okay here. Um, that's where my peace is right now. Yeah. Hopefully by the end of the week, it'll be peace at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and not there are a lot of people that do not have peace at home. Uh, uh, this, I, I, you know, a lot of people that experience this. And so it's great that you've had a place. You talk about coming to church and having that place where you can have that peace. Uh, what about Anne? What about for you? Do you have a place where you? I just wanted to congratulate Brenda um, on a very difficult decision, um, and I know this decision is has been hard. I'm proud of you. Um, things are not this decisions that bring peace are not necessarily easy decisions, and so I see you know a lot of growth and Holy Spirit in you today, and and uh, it makes me proud. Proud to know you. It's inspirational. Thank you. You'll make me cry again. <laughs> uh, that's our job. Okay. Make you cry. Yeah. Julie and I can fill the room with hot air for a few minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, we are very proud of you. We are really proud of you. And you deserve that peace. Absolutely. Don't we all? And, and yeah. my mind goes to, you know, children who you know, maybe are not at peace at home. Um, And that's even doubly hard, you know, being children and not having the coping skills that adults have. Um, And, um, you know, I pray, pray, pray for peace. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Are there other places that you, um, either of you go that, that you can find peace or when you are struggling to uh, be at peace with yourself? Are there, are there special places that you, that either of you go? I see you nodding your head and what, where, where do you go? There's, um, there's a place, um, a special place that Alex and I like to go to. We don't get there often, but it's in Northern California. Um, it's a town called Inverness and, um, there is a beach. It's a, the Tamales Bay resort and there's a beach there. One side of the beach is the Pacific ocean and one side of the beach is Bay and it, we call it the magical fairyland. It's just a place where we're close to God, where um, where we can truly relax, 
um, and just listen to the waves. And we, you know, there's no chores screaming at us. There's no work screaming at us. We can just truly sit on the beach and look out at God's creation and, and do some, do some, be at peace, you know, and it's just, um, it's somewhere that we didn't get to in 2023. So we're making it a point to get there in 2024. Um, Boulder Beach is where I go. There's my other spot right now. Where? Boulder Beach. Oh, Boulder Beach. Yeah. 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 Yeah, for me, it's the mountains. And I think we're all expressing nature. It's just being in in God's beauty, God's creation that um, we can we can find that peace. So that's wonderful. So Jesus brings us peace in a variety of ways. And first, I wanted to talk about inner peace. In John 14, 23, we read, peace, I leave you, my peace, I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives you. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. So what are the things that you are sometimes afraid of? What is it that brings about fear for you? Um, well, Sunday when I lit the candle for peace, I've never, well, I didn't light the candle. My adopted brother, Adrian, lit it and I read. I have never read in front of the church in my 15 and a half years here and I think that's because my growth and my faith and the the push from certain people to people that are here included um so my growth has been blossoming and I actually read I couldn't look up but I read you did me and Adrian did it for Laura so um but it's totally out of my comfort box. And for me right now, I'm doing stuff that's out of my comfort box because I shouldn't, I am afraid, but I know I'm okay because God's with me. So I got through it. I did it my way. Didn't look up next time. I'll look up. That's progress. Baby steps, baby steps. steps. Great job. But after service, I went to Raymond Dulles, who is allergic for 11 o'clock. And English is not his first language. I believe it's his third. And I told him that he's an inspiration for me to get up there to do that. And to me, and he hugged me and it was a good moment for me. That's awesome. Did you feel at peace, Brenda, when you had completed um, the reading? Yeah, I I felt peace and I felt Laura. Wow, yeah, I did. And as I asked Adrian, I said, "Can we do this for Laura? I want to do this for Laura." And I had Laura's bracelet on, and every time he sees it, he cries. And I said, and I wore purple, and I said, "This is for Laura." And he was just happy he didn't have to read. <laughs> so it was good. That's was great. Good. That's great. Yeah, we have to face. Uh, so I hear you saying you know, face it, right? What do you do when you when you're afraid? And sometimes it is just facing that fear and getting to the other side of it and going, yeah, you you can do you can do you can do hard things. So yeah, it's proven this year I have <laughs> leaning on others that that 
you can count on and you can trust. I love that. What about for you, Anne? What are some things that you're afraid of and how do you find peace when you're when you're afraid? I think for me, I get much more caught up in worry than in fear. And um you know, I have um, a, a job that's very meaningful for me, and I worry that you know, am I am I doing a good enough job? Am I pleasing um, God with my service? Um, I worry. I have two adult, uh, young adult children at home. I worry about them. I worry about retirement. I worry. You know, it's just all these things that um, you know we're not supposed to worry about. Um, and Jesus said, my peace, I give to you, do not worry, you know, don't worry. And, uh, pastor David points out that God has brought you this far. There's no, he's not going to leave you where you are. He's going to be there with you in the future. And so you can have peace in the worries and you can not be afraid. Um, because um, God will continue um, to be present uh, as he has been. So so worry for me is a little bit more personally difficult than, than fear. Yeah. Yeah. And it's sometimes hard to separate worry from fear. I, I think my, if I look, if I think about fear, it's like, it, it's for me, it's a fear of just being out of control. The a fear of the things that you have actually no control over, which is turns out to be a lot <laughs> that you have <laughs> absolutely no control over. And um, like your children, like, you know, the older your kids get, I also have two adult children and you, you just don't, you can't control and you can't protect them. You can't keep things anymore. It's like, and, and we all have two adult grown children. How did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> you feed them and they grow. Just uh, stop feeding them. Um, yeah. And, and that, that when you realize that for me, when I realized like, oh my gosh, I have no control over the situation, whether it's my children, whether it's my health, I mean, so, so you do the things that you can do. Um, and when I get to that place where that fear is creeping in, um, two things for me, prayer, not just praying myself, but also asking people to pray, um, uh, we have some we have some pretty great prayer warriors in our church and um in my life i have that and so sometimes um if you really need to be if you really are on the edge like call phyllis murray she can really pray you down off of any any edge that that uh, ledge that you might be on um and being able to talk to other people and and talk through it one of the gifts that i have found having worked with youth for so many years and now spending a lot more time with older people is um, being able to, they've experienced pretty much everything at this point. And it's, it's always interesting to get a, when you're going through something to get their perspective and to hear how they got through it. Um, Cause they've been through a lot. And, and uh, it seems like the older people get that faith kind of, minimizes the fear that they have in the world. So yeah. Yeah. Well, next I'd like to talk about peace with others. And, and this one is, is probably a little bit harder 
In Galatians 3.28, we read, There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And this is a very timely scripture for us. Um, We just were still kind of here in Las Vegas dealing with the shooting on the campus. um, And... For me, when that when I first heard about the shooting, I thought, oh, my gosh, what kind of hate is this? Is this hate against, you know, who are they shooting that that it, it turned out to be a whole different kind of situation? But my very first thought was this is some kind of hate towards the others, whatever the others are. Um, you know, I'm sad that right now my stepdad, my step siblings, I have family that are Jewish and they they are not all safe. They, they do not all feel safe. Um, so what do you think it takes to make people stop categorizing people and sealing them out based on their race or religion or gender or other differences? It's, 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 it's a learned thing. It's, it's, we're not born this way. Um, and we see that as kids get older, when they start to recognize the differences and what do you think it's what do you think it takes to be able to live into that scripture? Um, I feel that we need to start at home with the kids. And we all have two kids. And my daughter, she's 26, mixed race. But she told me years ago, she said, Thank you, mom, for teaching me about that there's no such thing as color. I was like, something I said sunk in. Uh, like, wow. Mm-hmm. So my feeling is is that if what sinks in and when they're out in the community they can spread it at school and the community while they're out and about and that's what my kids are doing because i told them there's we're all the same yeah and that's true it does start at home and that's i think where hate is learned most of the time exactly yeah well and that's why it's so surprising to me that our young people are having such difficulty with uh the jewish religion and jewish people um, I don't understand, yep. you know, they've grown up in a in a world that is uh, much more accepting of others than the one that I grew up in. And so I'm not understanding why on college campuses and thank thank God the UNLV shooting was not related to anti-Semitism. But, you know, you hear about it on other college campuses um, and I, I I'm having trouble understanding how young people can foster um, such strong feelings um, at such a young age. And maybe it is from home, but um, I I don't know. Yeah, I I just want to think we're further along in things, um, (laughs) you know, these kinds of things pop up and happen. My stepdad um, grew up in the Bronx and um, he was, I think, about 13 or 14 when he was approached by some kids on the street and they just asked him, when were you bar mitzvahed? And he answered when he had his bar mitzvah and he, they sliced his face. You know, they were just, they, 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 you know, thought that he was a Jew and confirmed, you know, by asking him that question and, and his face was sliced. He carried that scar for the whole rest of his life across his face because he answered that question. And, you know, I, it saddens me that, here we are, you know, 80 years later, uh, and that's 
that's still happening. These things are still happening, you know? Um, and so I guess, again, it comes to, to have peace with one another, what we can do for me, you know, I think it's about looking for the outsider or looking for who feels uncomfortable in the space. Like, you know, who comes in and feels like they don't belong or feels different. You know, I, I really haven't dealt with it in that way. I grew up in, in a, in a town where 95% of the people were a religion that I really, you know, wasn't really so much a part of. And, um, but I wasn't in danger. My life was not in danger because of it. So I just think looking for the outsiders. So I, I think you touched on something close to my heart, Julie, and that's, um, visitors at church receiving a warm welcome. And sometimes um, the visitors don't look like us. They don't act like us. They don't uh, behave like us. Um, and it can be challenging to extend a warm welcome uh, to someone who um, is not like yourself. Yeah. Um, and so I pray um that this season when we have so many visitors um, and I'm working hard to get us a lot of visitors um, that they find a sense of peace. And that, and that is, has been my prayer that they find welcome and they find peace and they find acceptance and they find God and they, and they are truly welcomed into the church, genuine warmth surrounding each person. Yeah. I, when I get to talk to new people and get to know them, I always like to ask the question, you know, like, so tell me about your first few times and coming and, you know, what, what was it like and what, and, um, I know we have some people that are so good for at, at really looking around them for those people. Some people just have that gift. It just is, uh, innate for them. They, they just notice the people and try to make them feel comfortable and, I'm so grateful for those people that will take the time to stop because it is hard to walk into it. It's hard to walk into any place, but to walk into a church by yourself for the very first time, um, that's a hard thing to do. Well, and, and we don't know what people's comfort level is Mm -hmm. uh, with being welcomed. So some people, a warm welcome to them is a hug. For other people, that would be the worst thing that you could do is give us a, a hug from a stranger. So um, it, there is a, a, a tight rope that we walk as a church in sharing peace because, you know, where do you land? Um, and I think we do a pretty good job of taking our cues from the stranger. Um, if if they walk in smiling and have an open uh, spirit about them, we walk right up and we greet them. If they're a little bit more intimidated and want to be quiet, then um, we just kind of say, hello, how are you? Welcome in. And they can uh, take the lead on how how they want to be welcomed. But But it is sharing that peace with people um, is, is very dependent upon what it means to them. Yeah. Um, a while back we had two people that rode bikes by the church and they go, I ride by this church all the time. I should go in. And then they came in and they go, can I be in here? And I go, is the guy was covered in, um, tattoos. He was sweaty, had his biker shorts on. I go, 
me and Bill Cosmo I've told him God doesn't care what you're wearing. He doesn't care what anything. All he cares about is that you're here. So, and the most common thing that I've heard from people that are new saying this church is so welcoming and that's why they come back. Thank you for extending uh, that welcome to him when he obviously needed reassurance that he is welcome. Well, and for that, I got that reassurance in 1998 from Jerry Devereaux and I did it. 15, I've been doing it since I've been here. So I was accepted there at University Church and I'm giving it back here. Thank I you. love that, Brenda, because I think like same for me when I first went to the church, I really didn't think it was a place for me. You know, yeah. so when you get to the point and I didn't walk in alone, I walked in with the husband at the time. But even still, you know, remembering what it felt like for us to remember what it felt like to really not be sure if we belonged in that space, not just the church in any space, you know, mm -hmm. to, to remember what it feels like. And I think one of the things I think that um, maybe we need to do more of is kind of share our own flaws and our own differences and be willing to kind of um, share that with others to kind of put the put people's guard down when, you know, when they know, like not try to present ourselves as, you know, <laughs> perfect, you know, people that, that where they don't feel like they belong. And I, some people are really good at, at doing that, just kind of dropping that need to come across that way. And I think that really helps people that might feel on the other side, on the outside to know that they are, that there is a place for them. I do say the schools are doing a little bit better about not separating by categories. I think they're more mindful. I listen to teachers like we say, hi, friends, instead of, you know, all right, boys here, girls there, or you're doing this or you're doing that or, you know, giving people the opportunity to to find their spot and not be categorized or, you know, put into a box just based on what, you know people's expectations are. So. I'm sure that I'm sure that brings peace to the students. You know, I'm I'm not excluded. I'm included in the group. And um that that's certainly a peaceful feeling. Yeah. So finally I want to talk about um peace of God. In Proverbs 3 5 we read trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Um and so as a mom, I, I would sometimes try to tell my kids, I'd often, you know, say, well, put yourself in that other child's shoes, you know, to kind of build empathy. Something would happen like that, not to say that, that was right or okay, what happened to them, but what do you think is going on? Um, try to be understanding of what's going on in, in their lives, you know, um, and to see them, to try to see people the way that God sees them, right? And as a, as moms, we know that we see our kids in a very different way. We, we accept them even when we're not super pleased about <laughs> the things that they are doing. We still only see them with those eyes, those love in our, in our eyes and in our hearts. And, and I can understand, I can understand that that's how God sees me. And that's how God sees even the guy that just cut me off on the road or the grumpy cashier or whatever being able to see in that way, but, um, how, how, how do you work to see people through God's eyes to be able to have that peace of God? For, for me, it's remembering, um, that God is in control. 
Um, I may not feel at peace in whatever moment I'm in, but that doesn't mean there isn't peace. It just means that I'm not feeling it right now. Um, and God is in control and we can pray and we can come to God and give control of the life. We can pray for peace. We can pray to feel peace. And so that brings me great peace is knowing that um, I'm not in control um, and that even if I'm not, whatever emotion I'm feeling um, doesn't mean there isn't peace. Yeah. Um, to me to realize that you don't know what those people are going through. Say a prayer for them and, and hopefully their day will get better. You know, the person who cut you off, the grumpy cashier. It's not all about us. It's all about God. Amen. It's funny you say that, Brenda, because just um, the other day, there were several things happening and several people frustrated with people. And uh, it just happened that the, there were people I knew specific things that were happening, pretty, pretty big ticket items that were going on in their life. And um, I was able to say to those people, like, I'm really sorry that that happened if you really knew what was going on in their life, you know, you'd understand like they, they need a little extra grace right now. Um, and people accept that people take that. They're like, okay, <laughs> you know, it's, it's not that you're not important or that they're being a jerk or whatever. It's just like, they got some heavy stuff happening right now and they just need a little extra grace. And I think, um, we just, you're right, Brenda. We do not know what other people, sometimes we do. Sometimes I might know what someone's going through and you don't. So if we can have that kind of a relationship with each other, where we can say, you know what, Brenda, you're just gonna have to give Anna a little slack right now because she's going through a thing, you know, um, people don't know you, Brenda, when do they come in on a Sunday morning, you have some big life things that have been mm -hmm. a long time in the works going on. And, you know, so sometimes if someone snaps with someone or forget something or whatever, I think for us to be able to ask them to have a little bit of grace for, for each other. And we also have to be willing for ourselves to say, you know what? I need a little extra grace right now. I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm going through some stuff. I'm working through it. Um, and I think people usually, if you ask for that, I think they're pretty accepting and, and open to like, okay, you know, um, but, but you're right. We do not know. We do not know what people are going through. And it really touches me because it, I just have been, the more I get to know people and the more you do know what you're, they're going through and you watch them walk in on Sunday mornings, smiling and talking and, and, and yet, you know, you know, from the prayers they've asked you to pray and from just talking with them, you know, the heavy burdens that they carry. And so, yeah, so even if we don't know, um, one one of my children recently uh, quit a job because um, she felt bullied um, at that job, and um, um, and, and I'm proud of her. I don't want her to be in that situation. Bullying changes people; it changes their personality. But um, what while she was going through it at the time, I would I would remind her that hurting people hurt people. There's some happening. This is not about you. This is about the person that's bullying you. Okay. And, you know, do what you can do to bring peace to the situation by realizing I'm not, this isn't even about me. Mm. This is about that person. Mm. 
Um, and, and I think it's, um, one of those things, Brenda, that I, you know, trying to teach my kids about the world is that it, it's not about you. This is, this bullying is about them. Mm -hmm. I need that for this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Big changes happening this week. Mm-hmm. And it, I'm going to read that part of the scripture from Proverbs again that says, lean not on your own understanding. And, it, you know, there is just so much that we're not going to understand. We're not supposed to understand. We don't even need to understand. Right. It's a, and that that piece of God is sometimes sometimes we just need to be able to extend that and to have that peace that uh, and that patience with people the way we, you know, that God has with us and know that, you know what, I don't, I don't even know what's, what's going on in their life. And and maybe that's okay, but I know what's going on in my life that people don't know. And if, if the same kinds of things are happening for them, then, you know, let me just go right. ahead and give them what I, myself, I need <laughs> from others. So. Right. And I think if we can respond um, in kindness uh, when we are being bullied or we, you know, we come across the cranky cashier, if we can respond as Christians, and sometimes that's really difficult, but if that's possible for us to do, it's such a wonderful witness um, to the person um, who is hurting you. Um, because even if they don't know you're a Christian, they know that you treated them the way they wanted to be treated and not the way they were treating you. Um, and, and they might do, you know, maybe some self-reflection, um, you know, why, why I was mean to that person. Why were, did they respond in kindness? And, you know, ultimately that's the goal, right. Is to spread the love. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I've had several times where people have come to me days, weeks, months, even years later to say, I was not kind to you. That thing I did that was, that was not right. And, you know, having responded in kindness anyway is something that I think people do remember. And I think it's something that, that, that they, they want to pass on. I've had people have way too much grace for me than I have ever deserved so many times. And, um, I think you're right. It's, it's, it's pa passing that on and, you, and, you know, being that example. This is uh, the time of year we're all very involved in the church. So to say it's a peaceful time, it depends on how you define that because <laughs> it's a it's a pretty hectic time for us. And sometimes it's hard to stop and just be, um, have a peaceful moment to stop and, you know, pray and read our devotions. And it's, it's actually a time that we kind of get a little bit off of, uh, for me, I'm going to speak for myself, you know, out of our routines and out of our schedules more because, because of just the nature of the season and, and, and that. And so what are you all doing to just have those little moments of peace for yourself during this season of Advent? It's been a very stressful time um, in my life and it's not, it's not, it's not external stress. And that's, that's what gets me is that the stress that I'm under is internal stress. It's me wanting to do the baking and wanting to hand. I, I, I like to, um, well, this sounds so stupid when I say it out loud. I like to um, wrap each gift 
kind of um, with homemade paper and a pretty bow. And, and it's like, this it's so stressful, but it's not external stress. You know, maybe, maybe I'm not at peace because I'm not allowing myself to be at peace. Mm-hmm. I just had surgery. So I'm, for me, it's trying to get through all this health stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not a good time to get appointments because it's Christmas time and they're closed and that's yeah. overwhelming. And um, my friend told me, he says, you need to let, you need to prioritize what is the priority and some things have got to give. So I let something go. I actually did let something, I'm not doing it. So because yeah. I am too busy right now and I'm a volunteer. <laughs> and, you know, prioritizing things. Um, I usually, if you've been to my house at Christmas time, I usually have like seven Christmas trees up. my whole house is like, you know, Santa's workshop just exploded and vomited. And you want, you want to know something? My Christmas tree is down in my living room, still in the box because I just kept getting to things and, and, and I'm, I'm actually okay. I'm actually at peace with it, which is so unlike me. I'm like, yeah, that tree will get up when it needs to get up because it, I think it's being able to stop and take that, um, some of those things peel away, like really is this the priority at this time? So have a little grace, have a little, have a little kindness to ourselves. Yeah. I, I think that's very wise of you, Brenda, to just think about what could go. Um, yep. And, um, you know, there are things that, that, that can be released and, you know, those, the things that are not bringing us peace, maybe those are the ones that get released first. Mm-hmm. I read something in a book years ago, Brenda, about juggling the balls. And we where we can relate to that because, you know, we juggle a lot of balls. We're, but some of them are glass balls and some of them are rubber balls. And just like, you know, so as you're juggling the balls, like, let, let the rubber balls drop. Let let some of those balls drop, you know, just just be clear on which which are the glass balls that that are fragile and important and precious and that that you need to be OK. Well, I thank you for, I know this of all times, I thank you both for taking time out of a, a hectic season to be able to come in and share your thoughts um, about peace. And um, my my prayer for for both of you is peace, not just season, but peace in the coming year. There's good, good things are coming. And hopefully, Brenda, what gives you peace is um, being able to look forward as Pastor David says, you know, our best days are are ahead. Mm-hmm. We know that and we believe that. And and I think that's I hope that that you have some peace in knowing that your best days are ahead and that the days that are behind you, God will use those days. Um, he will use that season of that time um, in in remarkable ways. Uh, you'll you'll help people. You'll bless others. And as as sorry as we are that you've gone through those times of not having that peace at home, I know that that you're the kind of person that's going to use that experience to help others find peace and and the courage to get to a place where they can have that peace. Amen. Yeah. Somebody keeps telling me I'm stronger than I think I am. Mm -hmm. I just need to believe in it. Mm -hmm. I think you are, Brenda. Stronger and wiser. I give you one piece of homework in your spare time. I I would love to see you make a list of all the things you did in 2023 
that on January 1st, you never would have thought or believed you would ever do. Just, okay. just work on that list. I'd love right. to, I'd love to see it, but that's amazing. That's a great lot, idea. Yeah. I think a lot of those things will be, um, because you've, you'll find that because you came to a certain kind of piece of, with different parts of your life that gave you the courage to do those things. So, uh, I'm going to go ahead and close this out in prayer. If you're listening from wherever you are, we invite you to listen to pastor David's, um, sermon and on Christmas Eve, we're coming to the end of our season. So this uh, Sunday we have seven services. Uh, so feel free to come in or log in online. Um, desertspringchurch.com we will have our regular morning services and then four Christmas Eve services so uh, Anne will be at her computer the entire day Brenda and I will probably be in the lobby the entire day so gracious loving God um, we just thank you for this little moment uh, in this day and in this uh, week uh, leading up to celebrate your birth Um, and I thank you for both Brenda and Anne, uh, for taking the time and sharing their thoughts about peace. Um, and our, our goal is peace on earth, Lord. And, and we know that that peace on earth and peace in our homes and in our church and in our worlds, they do, they do begin with us. And so we pray that you help us to just, uh, have peace within our hearts. And, um, uh, we ask for those gentle nudges and reminders when we're not feeling super peaceful and, um, and feeling that way towards others to help us to recognize um, just the things that other people are going through um, so we can have a little a little grace and to bring them some some peace uh, we just pray for the christmas eve service that all those who come uh, do come in and and feel that peace and feel that joy and um, all that all that this season is about and we just thank you for the the very many blessings for all who make that possible and um, in christ's name we pray amen